0: people don't know what it is to be champions. Oklahoma, we Intercepted.
1: Marshall picks it off. The big linebacker. Oh, there it goes.
2: Pulled down touchdown. touchdown. Lehman showing a blip. There's a blitz. Touchdown, Lehman. Touchdown, Oklahoma. The 10 of the 23. Mayfield winds up. Down the field, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35,
3: 30 25 Down the sideline to
0: the game, touchdown! hover.
3: This is the Under the Visor podcast from the OU Insider Studios. Here's your host, Brandon Drum.
1: All right, welcome to another OU Insider post game podcast. I'm here with our chief editor. Uh, Joey Helmer. He's also our content manager, uh, manager on ouinsider.com. And I am also here with Colin Kennedy, our team and recruiting, our assistant team and recruiting analyst. Uh, also myself, Brandon Drum, the lead team and recruiting analyst for ouinsider.com. We are here now post game after Oklahoma loses the first back to back since 19 what 99 is that correct
0: that That is correct this is crazy
1: 99 was the last time bob stoops first season as university of oklahoma's head coach uh and i don't really know the games i want to say that i know and i probably could pull it up if i wanted to but i don't care it's just kind of it's a it's a it's a crazy fact to begin with that it's been 21 years years since Oklahoma has lost back-to-back games but they did so tonight after losing to Kansas State last week and now Iowa State this week 37 30 after Oklahoma played probably the worst I have seen them play and we're also talking about the second half of the Kansas State game and since what a decade I, I mean it's it was bad Well, probably more than a decade, right? Like more than a decade. It has to be more than a decade. I would probably say in 2009, there were some really bad games, but at least the defense was good. So first and foremost, we're going to go to Joey Helmer here. Joey, what if I was to give you one word or one, one sentence and then you elaborate on it. But one sentence. How would you describe this ball game to somebody in one sentence, and then elaborate on why you would call it? Give them that sentence.
0: Shocking, honestly, because when you look at this football game, like Oklahoma, it, you look at last week's football game with uh, with Kansas State, and they controlled that game for three weeks, uh, for for three three quarters, right? Like you never thought they were going to lose that game, and tonight. Like if you looked at this game against Iowa State, they haven't lost there since 1960, and it kind of felt like they were controlling the entire game until the fourth quarter, and then kind of stuff all unraveled for them. And so, to me, shocking. Like I, I even even in the fourth quarter, like when it's tied 20, you know, it's tied 23. You think Oklahoma's going to win this football game, and yet for some reason they're not a, not able to make the plays down the stretch to win a football game again. And here we are, one and 0 oh, and two in the Big Twelve for the Oklahoma football Sooners.
1: Yeah, it's not ideal, Colin. How would you, I guess, in one sentence, what would you say in? As, uh, if you were going to describe it to somebody, if they didn't watch the game, how would you describe this to them? And then kind of elaborate yeah. on your overall take of why that would be the sentence and how you would describe it to said person. I, I,
2: I like the fact that we went from a sentence to a word. Joey Helmer went <laughs> That's what
1: I noticed that too. Right? I, I, he didn't I need a it's sentence. Fit.
2: But it's, it's perfect. And I, I'm going to go with the one-word approach as well here. And I'm just going to say concern. This is. I love it. This is not good. And anyone who wants to smash the panic button, by all means, go for it. it. Look, we were on this podcast and I was trying to convince you guys that that loss to Kansas State was a big deal. And this this outing is just a further of that point. And I think if you didn't watch the game and you want to know why people should be concerned, I really look at this team. And in years past, Oklahoma, you usually find this identity in maybe the quarterback position or the offensive line or a position group of note. I would say right now, Oklahoma's one lone bright spot is the H back position. And I don't think it's even close. Amen. Think about the the situation you have to be in as a program when your tight ends are better than literally everyone else in the roster. I I just don't know what this team really does well right now. They have a good tight end. (laughs) That's what they do well. (laughs) I don't think that they know what they do well right now. And when that is the issue, you have every reason to be concerned.
1: So... Joey, his was shocking. Collins was concerned. Mine is going to be panic and lack of – or panic and uncertainty. That is. By the I way, would.
0: guys, we have a special guest tonight.
1: Okay. Who's our special guest? How about
0: guest? this? We got Josh Helmer from Sports Talk 1400. So okay. Run, so, run – Exactly the question that you asked to both of us, to Colin and I, what is it?
1: Okay.
3: What's up, fellas?
1: What's going on, Josh? Okay, so here's the deal. I asked I asked Joey and I asked Colin if you were going to describe this game or just the Sooners program right now in general uh, – in one sentence or they chose one word, but I said one sentence if you are going to describe it to them, they didn't get to watch the game, they don't really know what's going on with Oklahoma. How would you describe it to them in one sentence, and then why would you do, kind of elaborate on that
3: three words three words for you guys, same old sooners. This is not a lot different from what we've seen from Oklahoma in years past. The, the difference I think that you have with this Oklahoma team is that y- y- you don't have. Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts or an offensive line that is elite right now. You don't have CeeDee Lamb. You don't have Marquise Brown. You don't have DeeDee Westbrook. These guys that were definite NFL talents, and I think there's NFL talent in the wide receiving core, but you don't have a go-to guy right now today. Those teams had that, and yet then – you could mask some of the other things that, again, were the same old Sooners—the mis-tackling that we saw in Spades again tonight, uh, special teams mistake that we saw a week ago versus Kansas State, where you had the punt block tonight. It's the big return, which, to me, if if you want to pick the most important play of the game from an Iowa State perspective. I think you pick the the punt return, or excuse me, the 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 kick return for for Iowa State tonight. So same old Sooners. It's frustrating because right now you just don't have everything clicking on the offensive side of the football to to make up for some of those problems that you have in defense and special teams. And, and let me riddle you guys this. This might this maybe could upset some Oklahoma fans tonight, which it shouldn't, but it, it, it might. I think this is an Oklahoma football team, boys, that is fully capable. Still, still, even after what we saw tonight, I still believe this is an Oklahoma football team that's entirely capable in this conference of running the table and winning a six consecutive Big 12 championship. But obviously now you just don't have any margin for error.
1: Yeah, so that, that was going to be – mine was panic and uncertainty. And I was going to elaborate on that. And, and why I say panic is because you're one and two. You're one and two, you have a redshirt freshman quarterback, you have a guy, you have an offensive line that is very inconsistent. Inconsistency would be another word that you could throw out there for this team right now, because, I mean, Marvin Mims was a superstar for two straight weeks, and then he was a ghost tonight. Just a flat out ghost tonight, and maybe maybe Iowa State did something. I'll have to go back and watch the game, but maybe they did something to combat what, how good he is bracketing. Him. I don't know. I wasn't paying that close of attention to that. I do agree with Colin, though. I do agree that the H back that's a concern when you're talking, and it's, it, that isn't a knock on the tight end position or the H back position. It's just in, in college football today's world, you have to have a quarterback that is your identity. And the, he is, Spencer Rattler is the identity because there is so much uncertainty and that's not good. He has been really, really good. He, that throw that he made to Theo Weese on the run going out of bounds was freaking oh phenomenal. Guess. That should have been caught, should have been a touchdown, but that goes into those inconsistencies that we're talking about. And while I say uncertainty about it, the uncertainty is, is like you said, they could run the table. You want to know why they could run the table? I posted about this on OUinsider.com tonight when somebody said there's talent missing. The talent is the fact that you've got three guys suspended that are potential NFL guys.
3: Maybe your best defensive player, Brandon.
1: Your best defensive player, which will be back next week. I mean, we had that. Uh, what yesterday we reported that that he would be back for Texas, so uh, uh, everybody else kind of started catching wind of it this afternoon. So that were so that was that was a good deal. Ronnie Perkins is going to be back. That's huge for Oklahoma. But you're still you're still missing your best running back. You're still missing your arguably your best two wide receivers and Trajan Bridges yes. and and Jaden Hazelwood. So, and then you got to look at the guys that are opted out. You've got a thousand yard rusher that's not there. You have, uh, what a seven sack guy in Jalen Redmond that's sitting over there on the sidelines because he's got a bad shoulder. You have a torn ACL and an all big 12 guy in Caleb Kelly. You have a potential all big 12 guy. He's never played a down, but according to everything we've heard about Justin Harrington, he's a freak of nature at cornerback. So, he's really good. There is so much talent on this team. They could run the table, but those guys aren't playing. And until they come back, that's where the uncertainty is. When they come back, if they come back, that we know that the suspension guys will. We know Jay, and, and then the Chris Murray thing too. I forgot about him. That's huge for Oklahoma. And that could be a big deal for this offensive line. So like you said, there there is a lot of uncertainties and there's a lot of... Stuff to go forward. So, panic and uncertainty is where I have it. One and two, and you don't know when you're going to get the good players, your, your your star players back. And as Colin said, your star player right now is Austin Stogner. Like he's he he's an animal, and that he's not knocking the H back in tight end position. But you don't want that to be your your lead position game three of the season. You need something else. You need an identity, and if your H back and tight ends your identity, that's probably not a good thing going forward for this program.
2: So uh, I guess I have to be the the realist on this podcast these days, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But like, to, oh, I never to,
1: said they were going to go undefeated. I'm just saying there's no, a lot of talent sitting around.
2: That's my that's my thing. Like, okay, there's still hope that Oklahoma can run the table, right? But like, oh yeah, but. Uh, I, I need to just say, number one, the fact that, okay, like I said, the identity right now in this team is the H-back position, and then no one else is even close. There's not a C.D. Lamb like Josh is saying. There's not a, a Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray quarterback. There's not really anyone on the offensive line you can turn to. But then, like, we, we can say, okay, in an ideal world, they get X number of these guys back for Texas, It's still going to take these guys a while to get settled in because this is an Oklahoma football team that did not have spring, not have much of the summer, and really hasn't had very many of those players that we're talking about entering the season. And we mentioned all preseason that they had a gauntlet on the schedule. Yep. The gauntlet just started and they've already lost two football (laughs) games. What the hell are we talking about? You're right. No, you're right. We seriously have to go play Texas and TCU, and then they get Texas Tech, like, we're going to really just sit like, oh, well, you know, they they could get these guys back and make a run. No, this is like a really bad situation. Thanks, Josh.
0: Colin, so remember when we said before the season, so we had a little deal going, right? A little bet. And I said if they ran October, they would go undefeated.
2: And then what... (laughs) What else did we say? If they and slip here, up, yeah, and, and then I said. and you remember, right? Oh yeah, I remember what I said because if they said lose
0: it, one in October,
2: they'll lose multiple.
0: They'll lose multiple, and so right now we're we're really feeling Week like won. your side of things right now, like yeah. oh because Oklahoma, like both of these games that they have lost. They should have won both of these football games, but this, this right now is a team that does not have winning DNA. They
1: no leadership.
0: They have no, le- absolutely. They Brandon couldn't have been said better. Like they have no leadership right now. When they have a situation to where they can stem the tide, they don't send the tide. Like they, this is, a, this is a football team that should be 3-0. This is 1-2 right now. and 2 in the Big 12. And who knows where it's going to go from here. Like, as Colin said before this season, if they lose a game in October, they'll lose multiple. And you know what? I, d- I do think they'll lose multiple. Like, I, I do not feel good about this football team against Texas next weekend.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and come out and say it for everybody. So, Colin, you don't have to say it. They're not, they're not beating Texas. I'm gonna say. It. I'm gonna say it right it. now. I'm telling you, OU fans are gonna be mad, and they're probably gonna have. They're probably gonna put me up here. The the coaches, everybody's probably whoever listens to this, gonna put it up in the. Colin, Colin who Fred you got next Drum week?
2: Who says that they're not week, gonna Colin. win. <laughs> who you got next week, Colin? Yeah. I, again, I need to see the COVID numbers and everything. Oh, come on! Right now, oh, right now, come Maybe on, God. man!
1: He said he needs to see the, COVID. the whole OU teams had COVID. They're they're good,
3: so guys, up.
0: I I can't I can't in good confidence right now pick Oklahoma. Like I I cannot do it. And, and, and you know, like Brandon last week on our show, you, you know, you said I'm the eternal optimist. I'm kind of a homer. Like, I, I, I can't pick Oklahoma next week. I can't do it. That's how bad that. it is. I cannot do it. And Josh, here's Josh.
3: First Fort stock, 1400. Here's, here's the beauty of next week, guys. Can you in any sort of good confidence pick Texas? <laughs> it's this game. God, who, who knows what to think about what we're going to see in the Cotton Bowl next week. Texas should be 0-2 themselves. They had no
2: business beating Texas Tech last week. That's a great You took, took the words out of my mouth. I'm retracting my
1: statement on the OU Texas
2: game. teams right now.
1: I'm retracting my statement. I can see Oklahoma winning. But – how how often has the first time quarterback come in there and won? The, well,
3: that's I mean, a big advantage. Big
1: Jalen That's a huge advantage for Texas. It was a big advantage for Texas last year, but Oklahoma had the X factor and Jalen Hurts being such a dynamic leader, and he's been through the gauntlet in the SEC, so that wasn't anything new to him. But this is new to Spencer. Majorly, the good thing about it is there's only gonna be twenty thousand fans, people in the stands, likely. Like we don't know exactly, but so that's very different. You know, that's gonna be something that he's not gonna have to deal with sixty thousand Texas fans telling him he sucks every two seconds when the eyes of Texas get seen. So, um, I, I don't, I don't know what to think about this. They need somebody on that defensive side of the ball to grab them by the balls. And tell them to get their sh- straight. And yeah, you heard it. I said, get your, sh- I didn't say it, but I mouthed it. But they've got to get it straight. They really do. Like this, it has got to change at some point in time. It's got to change for them. It does because the defense is awful. It is awful. Is it, how many missed Who taught these dudes to dive at people's ankles?
0: Brandy, can we not can we not tackle guys? Like No, that's what I'm
1: saying. Who talks uh, I mean, you? said know guys, I want you to start diving at angles. Is that what they 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 don't I, teach that? Nobody listen, teaches that.
0: Can we not it's, wrap up? Like it, this is the it, and this is not make sense. Like Alex Grinch teaches fundamentals, right? Like, how how does this how does this team not tackle and you know they get a turnover but this is a team that in now 700-plus snaps has had six turnovers. It's, it's, it's unfathomable. Like, I have never seen anything like it. So did like, you just
1: say in a, a year and three games?
0: 700-plus a- snaps, Brandon. They have had six turnovers.
1: That's six not turnovers. even 1%.
0: That is a ridiculous number. Like I, I, I don't. I, I've never seen anything oh like it. Even God. with tonight, how in the world can you win football games? First off, like we we talk about, Alex Crence says turnovers. What do they equal? They equal victory. <laughs> turnovers equal victory, and yet. Six turnovers and 700 plus snaps. That equals no victories.
1: Well, that's what we're seeing eight right eight now. 12 last year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're elite offensively.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's what, but that, that's, that's, that was going to be my other because point you're elite they, offensively. They are not elite offensively right now. Correct. And I don't think they will be the rest and, of the year. They're turning,
0: I and, and they're turning the ball over right now. Colin,
2: right. Like,
1: yeah, that's a bad problem.
2: the 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 thing here is now more than ever, Oklahoma needed some sort of defensive presence, and they are lacking it more so than maybe ever before. At least to a point that we've seen in a while. Kenneth Murray through the door. They don't have Kenneth Murray. They don't have Nell Galmore. They don't Apparently
0: have Apparently Ronnie Mur- Ronnie Perkins ain't walking through that door right now either.
1: Well, he will next week.
2: (laughs) Oh, he said it. (laughs) He is supposed to be set for that Texas game. My big thing here is for the defense to be this poor, and then honestly, Spencer Rattler, we haven't really touched on this, he didn't have a terrible game. Like He has had outings that aren't honestly atrocious.
1: He's 25 for 35, 24 for 35.
0: He throws for and 300 tonight,
1: 300 guys. Three yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He
0: throws for 300. 20. Five,
1: five of those 11 were drops.
0: It's a, it's a really, it's a decent stat line. Like, no doubt about it. And one like, of them was a, a 50-yard touchdown.
1: Line. One of them would have been a 50-yard touchdown.
2: The guy is, the it guy is playing with just, An extreme lack of tools and help around him right
1: now, and he's doing really damn good too.
2: Guys, by the way, by the way,
0: you you want me to tell you something that's a big time problem for Oklahoma right now? And we've talked about it. We we have talked about it for the the first two games now. Three. Oklahoma averages three and a half yards per rush. This is a team now that has, for five straight games, averaged less than four yards per carry. You got to get the run game going, guys, like you.
1: I, I, saw, I saw that earlier, dude. This yeah, is I,
0: five straight games. This is five straight games for Oklahoma where they have averaged less than four yards per carry. That's unacceptable, guys. They got to run a football.
1: Yeah, okay. So th- they averaged, what is it, 3.5 yards? It, did you already say that? Did you uh-huh. say
0: 3.5? 3.5.
1: Yep. Um, so in looking at it, uh, so McGowan has averaged
0: 3.9. 3.9. Pleasure
1: 4.9. 4.3. 4.3. 4.3. Yep. But the pro- here's the problem is that. McGowan, for some odd reason, I don't know what he started doing. He, he stopped going north and south and started going east and he's west. He's going
0: east west, man. Like,
1: what, what is this? He's a downhill runner to begin right. with.
2: Well, I think a the think a side-to-side guy. Colin, what,
0: what is it? What is it, Colin?
2: I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's starting to come to terms with what we all recognize. His offensive line is not very good.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, too. I agree.
2: When you're a young player They're when you're a young player and you start to hit that panic button internally, that's when you start going east-west, not north You're side. not trusting then,
0: the guys in front of you because Because why are you going to trust the guys in front of you? Because they ain't what, giving you blocks.
2: The best like, way to make sure that you're betting on yourself is to just stray away from the rest of everyone. And that's what McGowan's doing right now. He is avoiding the offensive line. He is avoiding the quarterback position. He is just trying to get to a situation where it is him one on one, maybe one on two with a DB. He get one line. on one with a DB. He one on one with a safety. And it is. he's and lost maybe it maybe
1: last well, he didn't last week. he lost every battle that he had with the safety one on one. At
0: least two. At least yeah, at two. At least
1: two of them. So uh, let me ask y'all this. We're talking about the offensive line. And Chris Murray is supposed to be everybody talks about how good he is, right? Mm. uh everybody says he's him. doing they yeah okay but how much difference do you think he makes and who who do you take out for him
2: is it t-rob yeah i i would bet on right guard right now but especially because I watched
1: hayes was pretty rough tonight i, I
2: well, think I, you know what by the way guys
0: um this is a little off topic but we're, we're going to criticize some coaching decisions tonight. The very first possession of the game, you hit over the top. you, you big, big time play. Big time pass play, right? Big play in the passing game. Rambo. Yep. And you get down a goal-to-go situation. And you kick a field goal on fourth and goal. At the one yard line, hey! If you're a winning football team right now, like Nick Saban, I'm telling you right now, Nick Saban, Davo Swinney, they they ain't kicking a field goal there. They're sure. they're gonna get their big they're gonna big get their big boys up front. They're gonna pound them and they're gonna get seven there and. Sure. It's a touchdown, right?
1: You have Ramondre Stevenson. You go for that. I don't know that you go for it with McGowan. I think you go
2: regardless. But
1: Go ahead, Colin. What's your
2: thought? Yeah, so just to quickly touch on what both you guys are bringing up. like I think these kind of feed off of each other, the offensive line and some of the coaching decisions made tonight. I mean, it took Spencer Rattler at one point to convince Lincoln Riley to go for it on fourth down, right? I mean, Spencer Rattler had to go to his head coach and say, we got to go convert this down. And I just don't know that, number one, Lincoln Riley has the confidence in his defense or his offensive line at this stage. I agree. What Murray can bring to the table, we just simply don't know. And I'm honestly, Brandon, a little bit cautious to buy into any hype right now because a lot of those guys that we heard so much about in camp aren't showing up.
0: Well, yeah. because because Colin, like during the preseason, how how much do we hear about this offensive line is so good, right? Like, yeah. like we have we have so much depth at right guard and left guard and across the board, like we're ten deep, right? And yet, how really good is this offensive line?
2: And then going off of that for the offensive line to struggle and the defense to struggle, I think that's where you're starting to see some of these coaches struggle because I will be honest with you. Iowa state did not look like a good football team tonight. Like, no, they were not. They were They, they, were, they were. making some uncharacteristically bad decisions. They had yes. plenty of penalties in their own right. Matt Campbell said it best. He was upset because he felt like they could have played even better. He had every right to be upset. I mean, they, They could have blown out Oklahoma, but they didn't. And as a result, Oklahoma should have found a way to win this football game. But for OU to lose to a team like that, that's struggling with penalties or poor decisions, that reveals just how bad things are now from a staff perspective. I mean, it just seemed like Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, everyone on that sideline was frustrated. And they had no way to fix their frustrations. It's just bad across the board. I just don't know what else to say.
1: So, okay, so I asked, I asked Grinch, I said, Well, Lincoln brought it up first. I asked a question, something about I can't remember what it was, and I have to go back and listen to it again. But so and he said something like, Well, we have a lot of depth on that back end. We'll have to see how all that plays out. And I, I remember I asked about the footing and the in the in the tackling. I kept harping on the tackling and the frustrations that if they could sense it mounting up on the sideline every time they they came back from knowing that they could have had a couple of ten yard losses, but they just let you know whoever slip out, whether it was Hall, whether it was whoever slip out of their hands. Uh, in the backfield and end up getting a first down or something to, to 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 extend the drive that Iowa State was going on, and so I asked Grinch and I said, "Do you see them see it mounting?" And and two, do you think that with Coach Riley saying there's depth on that back end, could you see those young long guys being able to come in and play here in the next week or so and just see see what they've got? And He goes, "That's something they're going to look into." So, apparently, it was thought thought that they were going to do this last week. And I think they thought, okay, let's see what these guys that have started with us the past couple of years can do. Maybe they can right this ship against Iowa State and we can get some confidence going in against Texas. That didn't happen. Now, you've got nothing to lose. Colin, And we talked about this before Joey came on when it was just you and me they have nothing to lose, but what do they have to gain as well with this, like, outside of experience, like you said. Like, what what is it to gain outside of experience getting these guys in? Could they help them win? We don't know that because we don't know how they're going to react when they get in. The, the bullets start flying and they're in a live game experience against Sam Ellinger on the other end and the University of Texas in a, in a rival game in the Cotton Bowl. Now, obviously, like we said, there's only going to be what, 30,000 maybe tops people in there, but that's still a rival game. It's still emotions, and you got freshmen going in there or somebody that hasn't played a lot. How how would you guys address it? Do you keep playing Trey Brown, Jaden Davis? You're going to have to keep playing Pat Fields and Delaney Turner Yale because they're your leaders on the back end. But do Not you rotate? Do you rotate them in or out with the Bryson Washingtons of the world, the Jeremiah Cordells? Give them more looks. Than you have in previous weeks.
2: My, my big thing here is like you mentioned, my contention with this is okay, what do you have to lose, but also what do you really have to gain? Because, okay, you can say, well, those young guys get in and they get experience. Maybe they're somehow better than the veterans. And that is a best case scenario, people. So don't get your hopes up. My other thing here is if you're Oklahoma, have you not seen young defensive backs just be shot of all confidence a little bit too early in the process? Yep. multiple times. Uh, well, Brandon Riley Hiles, Riley Hiles, Woody Washington, Paris Cobb. I mean, <laughs> we can
0: oh, joke. that's a name right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, Brandon, that's a name. Paris Cobb, that's Jordan, a name.
2: Right what about there. Jordan Parker? Like freshman, yep. or right. young guy, defensive backs get thrown in too early and, and what he was happened? good
1: as a freshman
2: yeah that's the thing but then what happens he gets banged up they they don't rotate him in as much and now he's away from football it's like they have players who have promising early foundations and they get too eager to utilize them in hopes of actually being a competent secondary
0: yeah. and i don't want to say this in the wrong way colin i don't want to say this in the wrong way but this is a one-and-two football team, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, in my mind, this is really an 0-and-two football team. Like, the first game doesn't even matter. They've, they have lost both games they played. If you have youth talent, break it in. Like, let's, let's play it right now.
2: The, okay. But that's my I, thing, is people are going to be wanting to see these young guys go in. But then – do you get to be upset when they go in and struggle?
0: No, like, you're already an and 2 football team.
2: That's, that's the thing you have to convey to fans and people are on the program, and it's just not that simple. And as, uh, you're right. as a result, you have the prospect of just dismantling a young guy's mindset and career, and it's happened so often with this program. So it's like a kind of catch-22 situation. I would rotate those young guys in a little bit slower into the process, but I'm not just going to throw them out there and see what happens because I know how people react to young defense backs right. in difficult situations. They're going to have to be facing the Flames, and they're not going to get any support. And in the end of it all, it's just going to be worse for their careers than the actual benefit of the situation. Very fair to say.
1: So, so what about Shane Witter? a guy that we've heard about, got immaculate speed. And as one source told me last week, they don't understand why he's not getting more of a look because he's got the same type of speed as the other three guys, not counting Brian Mead because Brian Mead's not in there, that when mistakes are made, you can – compensate for that as long as you wrap up and tackle by catching people because your speed you're you're able to close in with a false step. You, your speed helps you make up that mistake as long as you wrap up and tackle, which we know is an issue. But why not give those guys a look? Why not let those guys, We know that Ronnie Perkins is going to make a difference, right? We know he's going to make a difference on this team. Who no doubt? So he's going to help the secondary out because they're not going to have as much time. Either you, they, you you see they, have you noticed that Benito was getting in the backfield. How often did he get back there tonight?
0: True sure Three or four good times for sure.
1: So, and they rolled over to the side that Ronnie Perkins yep. is going to be. Do you think that the quarterback – He's going
0: to make a sack there. He's yes, gonna he will.
1: He's going to bear hug the guy. He's going right. to be waiting on him. So, there is going to be differences in how this ha- – He is how- a
0: big – time. listen, he's – not to cut you off, Brandon, but no, – go ahead. Ronnie Perkins is – He's a bona fide NFL football player. Like he, he, he is going to make sacks upon sacks. And we're we're not cutting Oklahoma any excuses right now, right? Like that's not what we're doing. But if Ronnie Perkins is in a lineup, he's a true difference maker in each of the last two games. I yeah. believe. I believe. Oklahoma wins both of these two games. They've lost if Ronnie Perkins is playing, like oh, he, he's that good. You know, he's yeah. he, he the guy's going to have
1: Ramondre Stevenson in that, and they probably win that game too.
0: Absolutely, it, it, but, both of them. But, but Ronnie Perkins is going to make like I'll, I'll even say it right now on our show: the guy is going to make millions of dollars in the league. He's yeah. that good. He is that freaking good, guys. Like we're and again, we're not cutting any excuses for Oklahoma. They choked, in my opinion. They choked tonight and they choked last week. Mm -hmm. They have choked two games away. But if Ronnie Perkins plays, How,
1: how much how much difference do you think it makes as far as leadership goes? Colin with him on the field no, sideline be damned that doesn't count being out there
2: well I can look at this from the other perspective right I think you guys both make very good points about what he can do when he's on the field but look at what he's not doing when he's off the field like I'll just put it bluntly bluntly this defensive line is terrible they're not good <laughs> they suck and I I I think we just really have to examine the fact that any presence is a good presence right now. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas was a guy who I highlighted for Cyclone Alert 24-7 as one dude who could maybe impact the game. And he did. Strip sack, fumble, turnover.
0: Can I, I, by the way, not to cut you guys off, but – People aren't gonna like this, but can I have a little humble brag right now and say I was the only one that picked Iowa State on the uh, on the cover line?
1: <laughs> you did you did <laughs> seven points? I just thought that was too close, one way or the other. But <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs>
0: Colin, you can you can. You get full disclosure, say what I said, what we talked about earlier today.
2: Yeah, Joey was definitely not feeling Iowa State on the line. He decided to send it anyways. <laughs> now Iowa State gets a win, and he's like, oh, but I got him on the cover. It's like, he oh. got
0: to love it, right?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I don't definitely. love it. I don't love it. Don't get me wrong. I got
1: it. So, <laughs> as far as the defensive line sucking, yeah, it hasn't played good. I thought, I thought they pressured.
0: Uh, they were pretty face Purdy, yeah, yeah. Purdy had I, some I pressure. Thought, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. I thought Purdy. I thought Purdy got. I thought Purdy got. I thought he
0: was uncomfortable at times. Yeah, he
1: was. But I think I think unfortunately for Oklahoma, whenever you pressure him and it gets chaos starts happening, that's probably when he's at his best. So. Um, that's kind of a bad deal. Um, but outside so he of that, he goes
0: 12 for 24, 12 yeah. for 24 for 254 and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, it's not great, but it's not bad either. Um, what, what, Samoa
0: had, he, uh, by the way, not to cut, not to cut you off, Randy, but Oklahoma had for the second week in a row, they had more quarterback hurries. Osmo has two, and they sprinkle one, one apiece for four guys. Six quarterback hurries, to yeah, three.
1: Now you got to make the play. You can't dig. You got to make a play, right? Yeah, no, you got to make a play. Uh, Colin, who, as the season goes on, we know Ronnie Perkins is going to play well. It seems like Isaiah Thomas, from how he's done the last couple of weeks, is going to play fairly decent. How, who else do you see outside of those two? Potentially stepping up.
2: It's it's difficult to answer the question right now, especially because it's for me. It's how do you qualify Nick Benito? Do you qualify him as a linebacker? Or a defensive line? Yeah, linebacker? I mean,
1: because he's played fairly. He's played okay. Yeah,
2: he's he, been he's been very good. And one of my yeah. points has been okay. He hasn't always got home, but he's a guy who's been disruptive to this point in the year. Mm. It's just from a pure defensive line standpoint. Like, Le'Ron Stokes has not shown us much yet. Perrion Winfrey has been, I don't want to say a disappointment, but he has not met the expectations that were set in the preseason. That's for sure. I'll
0: say disappointment. It's just, like, for me.
1: He did have his moments tonight.
2: Yeah,
0: he did. He did. He did.
2: He had a tackle for loss. And I also had that jump off sides. That was negated by the –
0: That was an absolute killer.
2: It it was a – remember, I mean, he he jumps off, and then that wide receiver commits the false start on the same play. And it's like, I, golly, man, he gets bailed out. Yeah, he got bailed out bad on that, yeah. I, I just think – I mean, Josh Ellison had three tackles –
1: he actually played pretty good.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's a guy that can step up for Oklahoma moving forward. I, I know that he wasn't necessarily a large part of the rotation to begin the year, but it's Deshaun
0: seems- White, by the way, guys, like like if we're gonna if we're gonna look at positives here, Deshaun White, he's a he's a football player, guys.
2: I,
1: he is for the University of Oklahoma. Has, <laughs> a
2: couple yes, of tackles, but I mean he has a couple seven tackles for a losses. Has,
1: he had a bad, blatant miss tackle uh, that cost uh, the the yeah. the touchdown, the last
2: touchdown. That's right. It was bad. <laughs> so, but uh, he, he, he and Brees had their battles, didn't they?
0: Brees Hall's yeah. a really good football player. Like he, he,
1: he had one and ankle, and he still kicked their ass tonight.
0: Hey, we said we said going in, Colin and I said that Brees Hall was going to be a problem, and the guy averages five. Five per carry, but I mean, he goes for, you know, he gets for 139 and two touches. Guy's a really good player.
1: Yeah. Here's uh, the funny part about all that is I tried pushing him and saying how good I thought he was in, in high school because I really thought he was a hell of a player at Wichita Northwest. You
0: were no, right, man. And nobody, you know, that's I saw nobody, the grounds.
1: no, yeah, yeah, it was, and nobody thought that at least around the Norman area that he that wasn't he was, that good. They chose Marcus Major over, right. him, which is which is fine, but you're kind of seeing this. Play we won't out, get right? into
0: that. We won't get into that right now, right?
1: Right. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but so I, I, I guess one of the last things we can touch on is. Spencer Rattler's what
0: about the trajectory of this football team not that, That's kind of no no
1: that that's what I was going to go to the the Spencer Rattler's confidence and the and in, in turn the rest of the team's confidence and leadership where is it going to come from the rest of the season it's got to come from somebody outside of Nobody right now. A, I mean,
0: Colin, Colin, do <laughs> you want to take it before I
2: take it? I, I can for sure. Go for me, man, man. Go for me. My my thing here is, if leaders don't emerge in the Texas game, then this team's in serious trouble. Because if you don't get up for the OU Texas game, I don't know what else you will be ready to step up for, and. Like Josh took kind of the words out of my mouth. Like, Texas is a bad football team this year, too. So I don't know what that game is going to be. It could be a complete toss up by the time we get to kickoff.
1: Are these two teams this bad in a regular season? Like, if they have spring ball and all this stuff, are they this bad?
2: I don't think so. I think you're definitely on to something. And it's good Lord. Give me, give me, give me an early line
0: on this football game because who knows what? uh, Hey. And, I, and Josh and I were talking about he he thought and I think he's probably right. Like Oklahoma is going to be about a uh, about a touchdown favorite if they would have won tonight. Who in the heck knows what the freaking line's going to be on this game? Going the, Oklahoma, like Texas should have already had two losses too, right? Like Oklahoma's got two losses. Texas should have lost last week. Like they, who? Knows what the line it. I'm gonna say Texas by about uh four, four and a half, maybe. I don't know, it's hard to tell.
2: It could be a pick 'em, but it my could big easily thing
0: be a pick 'em. Is,
2: my big thing here is like if it's a complete toss up, then you have to find a way to seal the deal and get that victory. And to Brandon's question, like for me, I really want to see. Obviously, the captains to this point, I think Pat fields has shown a good degree of leadership, but like I haven't heard much out of him he's Curry. just a
0: real he's just a yeah he yeah, a real quiet guy like he's not like you know you you don't have so, sorry to cut you off uh colin but like you don't you don't have that Baker mayfield personality on this team, right like it, it, that was a problem. And we talked about it on the show last week. That was a problem when stuff started to really snowball last week. They did not have that guy that could get in the huddle and say, hey, we got get to this, get this crap together. Like, we got to go. Like, and I don't know necessarily if that was the deal tonight. Like, I, as much as – missed execution and this and that, but, like, they don't necessarily have that guy on either side of the ball right now that can resonate with everyone, right, and be extremely vocal. Is it, like, Pat Fields is an incredible leader. There's no doubt about it. But he's not a real vocal guy. Like, he he will let his play speak, right? Like, but at some point, you got to have that guy they can absolutely get in that huddle and get at dudes, right? Like Baker Mayfield could.
2: Yeah, well, I, and I, I, I think. Uh, go ahead, Brandon.
1: Well, I was going to say Ronnie Perkins seems to be that guy. Give you side, I think it's going to be the guy that, but he hasn't been playing, and I think that is where the line has to be crossed with how does a leader affect a team. It's hard to affect a team when you're not out there playing. You can stand there on the sidelines. You can yell and you can scream. But when you're not out there bloodshed and tears with all of them in the middle of the, that battle, the it doesn't same. resonate the same. And and also to your point with the Baker-Mayfield thing, I, I think Spencer has that, that vocal ability and, and capability, but he hasn't found it yet. And I think that once once Spencer finds that – uh, finds Work his out. way, yes. Finds Work his out. way to lead this team in a vocal manner, and he, he's a redshirt freshman. So sometimes maybe some of the things that he says doesn't resonate. But as the season progresses, and they see him take shot after shot, and he keeps getting back up, and he keeps battling with them, that's when his words are going to start being have more meaning to these older guys and people are going to start going okay I'm going to go to battle with this guy more because he's going to get up he's not going to point fingers at me he's going to pat me on the back and say let's get back after it come on we can't let this get down on us and they're going to be able to see the confidence and and just the wherewithal that the kid has show but right now three games into the season a redshirt freshman quarterback can't be your leader you need somebody like a Ronnie Perkins to show back up So it's probably a good thing that he's showing back up for Texas because they need him. And maybe that is the difference maker. Maybe that is the thing that Oklahoma needed was the star player on the team to be there for him, which I mean, as weird as that sounds, of course you need the star player there, right? But vocally and just leadership wise, that's what you need on this team because outside of, like you said, Pat Fields, and you said he he does it with his play, but right now, that play, it's hard to back up that play.
0: You guys yeah, it hasn't you, been great. You guys want to do a little trivia time? That's where we wrap up here. Go for it. Okay. We're going to talk about the Big 12 Conference tonight, all right? The lowest scoring team – now, we're going to ignore them. Who is the second lowest scoring team right now in the Big 12 Conference? Take a guess.
1: University of Oklahoma.
0: It's all I guess. Colin, who you got?
2: I will go with... hmm, Thinking about all the games. I'll go with Kansas State. Ah!
0: 69 points so far for the Wildcats. West Virginia is the second lowest scoring team. Kansas is obviously number one. Oklahoma right now has the third fewest points in the Big 12 Conference right now in conference games through their first two games, 65. Wow. How about that?
1: That's not something we're we're used to.
0: How about that?
1: That shows you. That shows you just how the big play just isn't happening for him right now. <laughs> I mean, that, can you imagine Ceedee Lamb deciding to come back? Can oh my you god! Imagine. I mean, uh, imagine how much better this team would be. <laughs>
2: We didn't need anybody
0: at this point, but <laughs> Gimme give gimme give hey, give me a playmaker. Just give that's me
2: fair.
1: A, give say, a playmaker, uh, my Somebody goodness, show up my, right? that's not a tight end and an H back,
2: please. <laughs> that's I do need to highlight though. Jeremiah uh, Hall, two
0: tugs tonight, baby. That I, guy's I, playing good right now.
2: I wanted to highlight these two guys real quick. Okay. Jeremiah Hall has been an absolute leader throughout the week. Whenever we get one, no, no doubt, Colin. Absolutely. And he has been a leader on the field. And then I also want to highlight that Charleston Rambo did have some nice moments. Yes, he and did. the best moment for me was at the end when Spencer Rattler throws the interception. They cut away to Rattler on the sideline. And who is there talking to Spencer? None other than Charleston Rambo. I Four know for 61. I know everyone's expecting him to be CeeDee Lamb, but no one is CeeDee Lamb. No. That being said, Charleston Rambo is dealing with a redshirt freshman quarterback, and for him to step up in that moment. He's taking point, him under his wings. Yeah, this is on me right now to help this guy out, because he's going to help me out moving forward. No, no. Those two yeah. guys, for me, are big deals, and I think they're definitely going to help Oklahoma right the ship if the ship will be righted at some point.
1: Yeah, okay, so i uh, they're – I will agree with you. I, that's another good player to bring up is Charles Rambo because I think he has to do it. Uh he's not a vocal guy, but he's going to have to find that in him like in a bad way cuz they need that wide receiver core needs it and maybe Jaden Hazelwood when he comes back and we know Trajan Bridges is going to be vocal. And and, and hey. that uh, you know we're talk, we're talking about that. Those are two guys. Now granted Bridges has been suspended.
0: They got to have him.
1: But he's a vocal guy that everybody loves on the team. He might
0: be the best receiver, Brandon, and you've been saying that for quite yeah, some yeah, time. no, no,
1: I, I, I sincerely agree that, he, that. I think I've always said that I think he may not be the fastest, he may not be the quickest, but he is. He's a playmaker. He's a man. playmaker. He is a very good playmaker. So yeah, I think that that's that's kind of where yeah, he can be his leadership also because he's very vocal, and so is Jaden Hazelwood. So having those two guys back, I think's huge. I think Theo Howard I thought would be a leader, and I, I he's like non-existent half the time. I don't know what happened to him. He well, was been supposed playing to-
2: Obi Obialo more than Theo, and I thought Theo had better moments than Obi at this point.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, that Obi alo drop pass where Spencer threw him open, and it would have been a touchdown. That was a big play. That was huge because they ended up missing a field goal too, didn't they? If I remember correctly.
2: Was that was was that the
1: same drive or no? I don't remember.
2: I have to look
1: at the play. Yeah, have to look at.
2: I also know later in the game. I mean, Theo Howard had a target or two, and he had a nice catch at one point to move the chains. It's just yep. that was about all the opportunity they gave him.
1: Yeah, there's going to have to be some. Uh, they're going to have to dig deep and find something going into this week uh, change up the rotation change up who they play pray that the ncaa allows those suspending players to play <laughs> i mean i don't know dang
0: are we going to make predictions for next week what are do we doing
1: uh, i okay prediction let's just predict this oh boy does chris murray Ramondre Stevenson and Trajan Bridges get to play. We know Ronnie Perkins is playing. Ooh, do those other three go, guys get, get to play? Colin, Colin, go.
2: I'm gonna say no because the. NCAA I'm gonna say goes. I'm gonna
0: say no too because they're, they're, they're so sluggish. Are you like what? What is taking so long? Right, like. I, I mean,
1: I, I'll say yes. Say? I'll say. Oh,
0: that. I like it. I like
1: it. I'll say yes. And this is, why oh, say I yes. this is why I say yes, because you two said no. Ah. <laughs> nothing, to go. It's the NCAA. I have no, I have nothing on it other than, I know people are starting to feel more confident that their, their time is coming near the, by TCU is what I'm hearing for sure. With the other two, it, they're supposed to miss the TCU game, but now there is a lot of confidence that Ramondre and Trajan will be back by TCU. I'm going to say by Texas, just because I'm going to be the 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 contrarian of the three of us, and but Chris Murray, I do believe by Wednesday maybe we hear something. I don't know. Just just a feeling, just a
3: feeling. that's maybe, a good feeling. May, maybe
1: it OU Insider, it. Maybe, maybe OU Insider will have something on it later on this week. We'll see. We'll see. They
0: gum. They need any kind of good news right we'll now. We'll see. Right. Maybe
1: I'm throwing stuff out to you guys. For you to uh, to well,
0: maybe. well. Only for the VIPs, right?
1: Yep, for the VIPs. All right, guys. um, Final thoughts on the game. We'll start with you, Joey.
0: Man, to be honest with you, just really disappointing. I I mean, I, I thought Lincoln Riley in his three losses, right, in the regular season, they've always bounced back. I thought they would do it again tonight and for so long it did look like they were going to do it. Like it, it felt like they were in super control of this game and yet they didn't get the job done. So now we're kind of wondering where does this football team go from here? Wow. What a game. What a game to bounce back the Texas game. Like – you're gonna be you're gonna be two and two, one and one and two in my mind. Like the first game didn't matter to me. But you're gonna be two and two or you're gonna be one and three. 0 oh, and three. This is a, this is a big time turning point in the season. I thought tonight was. We're gonna see some real character out of this team if they win next week.
2: Look, man, I think we we touched on it a lot in the preseason. This was going to be one of those quote unquote gap years for OU, and then once that first loss hit, it's like, oh, this could be even more than a gap year. This is a this could be a pretty brutal season if they don't correct things against Iowa State. And then guess what happened? I think for me, this is kind of a telling situation. This is not a football team that has a lot of experience or leadership, and it's showing right now. Obviously, it's early in the season, but. In the COVID-19 era, you got to figure things out quicker than maybe in years past. And so, if they don't get things going very soon against a Texas football team that's in a pretty bad state in its own right, look, Oklahoma fans have every reason to be frustrated, and so do these players and coaches, because it could get even worse. By the way,
0: Colin, great points. Like, next week could be a bleep show. Like, this – This is two football teams, uh, like I think I said earlier, that easily right now, Oklahoma does have two losses. Texas should have two losses. These are two not very good football teams going at it next week.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to keep harping on this leadership thing. Um, And I'm going to give an example that I'm reading right now on Twitter of what the lack of leadership is oh honestly.
0: give it to us Who, who's come on so
1: there's a freshman defensive back on the university of oklahoma i don't want to name his name you can go oh, Twitter, i'm sure you can we, find it and the tweet is he one of them it's one of the two it's one of the two they're in this tweet and it says free b wash and jay Eaton. and he tags josh Eaton. so interesting. Yeah. So basically calling the coaches out to play them on Twitter after the game because, I mean, whoa, that is – there is problems on this team in a big way. I've never seen anything like it. It kind of makes you respect the fact that Kenneth Murray – Jalen Hurts kind of had, and and CeeDee Lamb, what they had on this team last year, Parna Motley, you know, what they brought as far as leadership. You know what I mean? Like,
2: they... they Hell, we keep saying it. The value of those guys has probably been undermined to this point. Oh,
1: my God, yes. Horribly undermined. And you're seeing it play out each and every week, it seems like, and you're seeing it even on Twitter. Like, what is this? Like, this would have never happened... With Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Murray leading team, Are, would you all agree?
2: I agree.
0: This no is doubt. Not, this is not no happening. no freaking freshmen, doubt, man.
1: Freshmen aren't tweeting bullcrap like this. Like this
0: is no. This and, is, and by the way, they're not taking an L tonight. in no. a, in, in an American football game, where they should have won, like Oklahoma. Say what you say what you want. A, and Brandon, like, and Colin, too, like, we all watch Spencer Rattler. This is not an indictment on Spencer Rattler. No. This is no indictment on Spencer Rattler. But Jalen Hurst is not losing that football game tonight. they like, say everything you want to say about him not be, being able to make this or that throw. Jalen Hurst is winning that football game tonight. I agree. Because of his leadership. Like he, yep. they're winning that football game. Like, like, and again, that is not that is not me saying anything negatively about Spencer Atler. But Jalen Hurts is winning that football game tonight. Like, play me oh. simple.
1: Well, here's here's another one. We have Mikey Henderson tweeting out, "Excuse my language, people. Shit's lame AF." That's what he tweeted out. He didn't get Mikey to play tonight. He not, tonight. Did not get to play tonight. We all know that. Uh, we got some
3: internal stuff going on.
1: Brayden Willis was injured, which is also the other H back tight end that was plays ahead of him. Uh, so th- normally they rotate three. They only really played two tonight with uh, Hall and Stogner, and then you have freshman Mikey Henderson coming out telling you shit's lame AF. By the way,
0: by the way, for all our subscribers, Brandon was all over that. Who was gonna play and who wasn't gonna play?
1: Yeah. Well, this is craziness right now. I don't understand.
0: Wow, wow, he did say. S H I T lame A F. Wow, he did. That is something
1: so we got freshmen tweeting out that they deserve there is a lot of stuff going on we got um, some
0: stuff in the program right now
1: <laughs> it's just interesting to go but we're gonna end it right there because this could be talked about for a while right now all uh, right so maybe we'll reconvene later on in the week we'll we'll do a pregame, uh maybe a midweek podcast touching on pregame for or far as uh, ou texas so uh we're going to sign off right now. Uh, Oklahoma lost 37-30 to Iowa State. First time they lost back-to-back games in the last 21 years. Uh, we'll see how Oklahoma rebounds. Red River Rivalry's up this coming weekend. Sam Ellinger and Texas are coming in after a loss. So 1-1 one one, Texas is taking on 1-2 Oklahoma October 10th at 11 a.m. in the Cotton Bowl and the State Fair of Texas on Saturday. Um, signing off for OUinsider.com. This is Brandon Drum, Colin Kennedy, Joey Helmer. Thank you, guys.